podcast. Uh, we are live on the air, and um, well, maybe not live when you hear this because it's pre-recorded. But um, it's yeah, still, <laughs> we're still alive while we record it and live. So that's right. That makes sense. And um, and we are a week removed from uh, recording and pretty much freezing our butts off with freezing weather in Texas. And now it's like we've had all four seasons in about a week. <laughs> now it's humid and just Rainy about my allergies are like I think it's april and it's only january <laughs> it's like and it's like fuck you and we're gonna give you allergies and you're gonna like it and it's like no and, and i hate you and yeah <laughs> but um For real, but, man. But before we get too far into the show let's um let's give a quick uh, a shout out to our our sometime co-host long happy birthday to him this past week yeah man happy um, birthday dude we uh celebrated with him last week and had had a good time and uh and he's um you know 25 years young i guess somewhere around yeah, those numbers somewhere around there <laughs> you know and uh but no i no, uh, a good dude our, our asian brother from another mother you know and uh, that's the way so, to put it man that's right and uh so happy birthday to him and uh if he listens uh, you know sometimes he listens to us when he's not on the show but i don't know if he yeah. listens every week and, uh, yeah, every once in a while we'll be like, "Hey, man, I disagree with you," and we're like, "Yeah, but uh, then, but then, we, but then we really pick on him and fuck with him. He doesn't listen." I'm like, "Damn, also yeah. we get a rise out of him. He heard that, you know?" Yeah, man, yeah. it's uh, it's hit or miss, you know. Yeah. I think uh, he definitely he's probably selectively listening, but how frequently? Right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. he's too busy shaving his balls or something. I don't know. Yeah, but, man, that, that takes I mean, a while. That's what you man. do when you on your birthday, right? Shaving yeah, dude. You, you man, you manscape. That's right. You know, it's an occasion. <laughs> you know, that's uh, why they made those shirts that say "I shaved my balls for this," like from uh, Birds of Prey. People own those kind of shirts. Yeah, it's like the yeah. people that used to own the shirts that said "Legend" and it pointed to your junk. I'm just like, really? Are you such a self-serving fucking piece of shit that you'd own a shirt like that? Yeah, I know, right? But but then our all very old co-host Frank owned a shirt like that one time. So I don't doubt that. But but that doesn't surprise you with Frank, I guess, because <laughs> he's just fucking Frank he's enough. Frank, to dude. <laughs> yeah, man, he's Frank. Um, that's really the only way to put it. Yeah, that's, and we'll leave it at that. Um, so how you <laughs> how have you been this week, man? Good? Good, man. Just trying to stay dry. It's rained a lot, uh, which is good. You know, we, we didn't have rain for a while. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, and it's uh, it's not it's not been as cold. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, welcome to the weather podcast where you get yeah. all your weather in Texas. Weather. Today it's uh, like 47 it, degrees. Five minutes and it'll change. Yes, that's right. But uh yeah, man, um yeah, but you know, it's 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 our Texas winter, rain and more rain, a little bit of cold, and that's what we mm-hmm. get. Well, at least in South Texas, Southwest Texas where we are, you know, and uh are we in Southwest? I guess we're kind of Southwest Texas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're Southwest. Southeast. No, we're Southeast Texas. Southeast. Yeah. Cause we're going towards the East Coast. We, yeah. That's right. Yeah, we'd be Southeast Texas. Yeah. Southeast. But not far East Texas. Yeah. No, no. Cause we're still Just mildly East. Good about two hours from the Louisiana border. So mildly East. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, you know, um, 
But other than that, man, the uh, the Oscar nominations came out this week, and um, that caused a shitstorm of controversy. Which is, you know, the funniest thing I, I think about this is um, most people at the end of the day don't really care about the Oscars all that much, but yet they yeah. love to talk about them. Um, I'm excited that Godzilla minus one got a nomination for visual effects. Um, you know, 35 people worked on that film, including the director himself to make the special effects and the, the entire crew was celebrating their nomination. And that's a huge win for a franchise at seven years old this year. And it's their first ever Oscar nomination in that franchise. And, uh, yeah, that's a huge win for the genre, huge win for Godzilla fans and a huge win for that movie, which is, um, is a it's hitting this weekend will hit 100 million worldwide which is a huge success for that film um and indiana jones john williams the master got another oscar for his uh score work on it or an oscar nomination um you know uh but the controversy lied and you know Oppenheimer, of course was the big one with like 13 nominations um yeah. expected to take home a lot of awards but uh you know the, this barbie controversy and uh is interesting because yeah, you know, I watched Barbie, and we we both did, and we talked about. It. Yeah. We found it an enjoyable film, and uh, you know, but I never once watched it, even thanking Oscars. Like I didn't feel like it yeah. was an award type flick at all. Okay, no, um, it's a, I, it's a comedy, right? Right. I mean, I get it. It's a comedies never phenomenon. win. No, it's a global Ever. phenomenon. People went and saw it, but do you feel that it was a global phenomenon because of the whole? going against Christopher Nolan's film type thing. The media played into it. Um, there wasn't a whole lot going on at the box office. It just, to me, a lot of Barbie was right moment, right time. And I'm not taking away from the film because it was an entertaining film. But I, I hate to wonder if this comes out in a really crowded pre-COVID summer. Does it do as well? You know, it will still have done well, but would it have done as well, you know, because the movie is okay. You know, it's 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 fun, but it's nothing spectacular. It blew my mind that it got a best picture nomination. I'm like, what? It's not even close to a best picture nomination. Um, you know, I can kind of accept that, you know, it got a uh best actor for Ryan Gosling. And I know the controversy is well, Margot didn't get one, which is literally the plot of the film. But you know, you cancel Barbie by letting Ken win, but at the same time, it's a movie, and these are real life. And then Ryan Gosling was legitimately good in the film. Um, not that Margo wasn't either, but, you know, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. And, uh, and then people are up in arms on the Internet about it, and they're freaking out, you know, because of all this stuff about why there's uh, no nomination for Porto Margo. And she's been nominated a couple times before. So she's had her accolades. And, well, I guess Ryan has too. I guess he's been nominated before too, but. But at the end of the day, it's just a Barbie film. And it might not win anything, you know? No, and it's like if you look at the list of directors that, uh, you know, the film went against, it's like, are you really going to win against Scorsese? Right. And, or you know, Christopher Nolan. With Leo or Christopher Nolan. Uh, you know, it's like if, if Barbie was directed by Christopher Nolan, uh, I think it would be a completely <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah, dude, it would be fucking epic. You know, Barbie yeah. would have like, I don't know, like a grappling hook, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, there's been some years I paid a little more attention. Like when Mad Max got a lot of nominations, I was kind of rooting for it to kind of win. And, and uh, you know, The Dark Knight back when Heath Ledger won for Joe, his Joker performance years ago. But overall, you know, it's that's what I root for is I see films that I really enjoyed and, 
hope they win. Like, you know, it'd be great if Godzilla wins. I don't know if it will going up against Guardians of the Galaxy and a couple other big visual effects films, but but if it won, man, that would be incredible. Those are the kind of things I look for, you know. Um, if Open Hybrid doesn't win big awards, I'm not gonna lose any sleep over it. I still enjoy the movie. It is what it is, you know. But uh I just yeah. think it's funny how the Oscars cause so much controversy for something people claim they don't even care about, <laughs> you know. Yeah, people that don't even watch it, they're like, oh, you know, this is the plot that Barbie, uh, you know, of the Barbie movie and Ken getting a nomination and not Barbie. That's that's the whole plot. And, you know, they're all, you know, acting like they're upset, but really they just went all about their day, had their coffee, um, you know, ate something for lunch and probably <laughs> forgot about that they even posted that tweet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then. No, they'll, they'll also be the same ones that don't watch it. And then they log in on the internet that Monday morning and see who won and who didn't. And they'll complain again. Yeah. You know, like, like, whoa, oh, whoa what am I supposed to be upset about? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, and, uh, but you know, let me just whatever. repost this without knowing any context about that category or anything. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, ex yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, I'm, I think I'm more upset that God's, I'm going to complain that God's Omise one day and get a best picture <laughs> nomination. Yeah. You know, and I that's know a Japan complaint. I, I know Japan chose to enter a different film, which I, that's another stupid rule of the Oscars. Why can only one film from each country for best foreign language film be nominated? Why can't they? Because the Oscars they can't be invaded by too many awesome foreign films. You know. No. Uh, I guess that's true. You know, it's true, man. That. What if, what happened if like all of them were were foreign, and then they're like, man, America, you suck. You know. Well, like, I mean, nothing, that's nothing the way the it deserves to be then that's the way it deserves to be you know, well man hey credit where um, credit is due right you know yeah if you lose you lose exactly um but you know but you know so the oscars in the news this week and uh you know and, and we're, we're not doing news every week anymore but we're gonna touch on some stuff uh i yeah. thought i didn't realize that we were this close to uh, tron 3 started filming um oh shit you know, some people aren't too happy about jared leto starring in this one but you know um Maybe Jared can make up for his Morbius film in his last couple of things and make something exciting. Real, man. And from what I was reading, Jared's a pretty big uh, Tron fan. So uh, hopefully he'll pull in a good performance on that. Um, so I thought that was cool. I didn't realize we were that close to it because it felt like we were never going to get Tron 3, you know? And now it's uh, pretty cool that I, it's actually started filming. Um, we got a trailer for this final season of The Bad Batch, which looks incredible. I know you still haven't got all caught up on that. You need to, man. You love Star Wars, Matt. I'm telling you, the Bad Batch is really well done. Um, especially you, because I know you appreciate military films and dealing with, you know, what in in the Bad Batch is as much a military drama as is a Star Wars film. I mean, what these soldiers yeah. go through in their post-Clone Wars life, and it's really good. Yeah, um, especially so, Echo. You know, yeah. Echo's probably been through the most of it. Yeah, just really well done. And it's coming out sooner than we know it here in February. The Bad Batch Season 3 hits. Um, yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. I um, want to say I started Season 2, and I just I think maybe I got like two episodes in. Um, so I need to go ahead and finish it. You need to get on it, man. It blows through the easy there. once you get going. Yeah. There was a time where I was on it, and I blew through Season 1. I was behind. And uh, I think I started Season 1 whenever Season 2 had come out. And, uh, I, you know, I basically did the same thing I'm saying now. It's like, oh man, I got to get caught up. I'm a season behind and I caught up really quick. And then I got to the current season and then I did like two episodes and then just kind of faltered out. Um, so and then 
Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And sometimes that happens with the show. And then um, I kind of liked what I'm hearing, man. You know, they 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 um, let go of the showrunners for the Daredevil Born Again and brought in new people. And it seems like now that we're going to get basically a season four of Daredevil. That that looks like this Netflix show is going to continue. Yeah. Where the season they're going to bring Bullseye back in. A lot of rumors that uh, the girl who played Electra is going to be announced soon. Um, so good stuff, man. I like what I'm hearing there because I, I felt like uh, too much was left undone. It just felt weird to do those three seasons and completely ignore it, bring Charlie Cox back and everybody yeah. like and pretend those didn't exist. So I'm really yeah. liking what and I'm hearing. Poindexter, man. Poindexter is such a good villain. Yeah. You know, so it's good. Good bringing him back. Yeah, no, definitely for sure. Um, but those are some of the big news bits of the last couple of weeks that I was looking through and we missed. Uh, you know, um, other than that, Matt Reeves kind of gave a brief update that said, uh, despite the strikes and Batman not starting filming till this August, that the film is still on tap for next October 2025. So that's good news because I was hoping the Batman 2 didn't get pushed back. Already had wait long enough for it. Um, Jeffrey Wright says he's just waiting for the script to come, and you know he's he's ready for it to do it too. Um, so that's exciting news. Is being a big Batman fan that I am. Um, but speaking of foreign language films, as you know, some things I watched this week. I started checking out. I didn't finish it yet. But I started checking out. They're based on a manga, which is also an anime of it. And it's called Kingdom on Netflix. Um, interesting. It's it's one of those. Uh, manga adaptions that's uh like the, the acting's a bit over the top like it okay. feels like they're trying to capture you know live action anime or man or manga on it and uh yeah, that's that kind of a cool story about these two slave brothers and one they plan on being the greatest generals ever and one of them escapes and then uh they uh you know basically uh he one of them dies and the other one gets out. He's going to avenge his brother's. Oh, he considers his brother avenges death, and uh, and that's about as far as I got it. But there's a lot of really bizarre characters and weird, you know, stuff going on. Yeah, live action manga basically. But uh, I guess there's three of them. There's a Kingdom Two and a Kingdom Three also, and they're all based on the animes. And so I kind of started watching that. And I'll try to finish it and I give a better report next week. Um, but today I did check out the first episode of. Masters of the Universe Revolution, the follow-up to Revelation from, uh, man, it felt like two or three years ago since Revelation came out. And uh, I'm watching them like, man, I'm trying to remember everything that happened in Revelation because I'm trying to, you know, in uh, the, it's only remember, five, yeah. yeah, it's only five episodes. And I don't know if there's two parts of this season or not, more episodes are coming. But it starts off pretty well with a, a huge reveal at the end of the first episode. And uh, it's it's cool, man. Kevin Smith and his crew are making this just continue to, throw little tidbits in there for the old school He-Man Master of the Universe fans, uh, toys that you saw in the toy store shelves back then, but you never got to see an animation. You're like, hey, they made it. Now there's a cartoon version of that toy. So a lot of cool stuff like that being done in this show. And um, it just came out today on Netflix. So, uh, you know, I've watched the first episode of that. Uh, I mean, I did take a break from Godzilla's this week. You know, I didn't. Um, I started Godzilla vs. Oh. But didn't get too far into it. But I, I take a little break because I was blowing through so many Godzilla films. I was like, you know, I'm gonna take a little short break of them and uh, and, and give it a rest. But other than that, just been playing a lot of Ghost of Tsushima. Um, man, that game is, uh, man, it, it's it's great. But good lord, it's also like extremely heartbreaking. There's so much death in this game, and uh, and I'm not talking you as a character killing bad guys. I'm talking things that happen to the character, his friends, people around. Like, man, this game is a uh, 
it's intense, you know, as far as the storylines and stuff, but, but just a really well done game. And, uh, and I just can't believe I had it sitting on my shelf for almost two years. I hadn't really sat down to play it. And now, and now I'm getting around to, uh, playing. Man, it. I didn't know you bought it a long time ago. Yeah, I thought I, you I, just I got it. And, uh, just, Damn. it was sitting there. I never got around to playing it. Now I've been playing it and, uh, been watching those. And, uh, man, that's about, I think that's about all I really watched this week. I, I don't think I watched much else. Um, you know, just just uh, played a lot of Ghost of Tsushima and playing. Uh, watched a little bit of a uh, He Man and started that movie, and that's about it. Nice. Um, I finished Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, so they severely abbreviated it. I mean, they, you know, there's no dark tournament. Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen it there's no dark tournament the best part of yu yu Hakusho is not in there um they do like try and get those core battles in of the dark tournament by making making uh all four bad guys basically um bosses that each character has to fight and and yu yu and uh yusuke yurameshi does uh, team up with Kuabara, Hiei, and uh, Kurama, um, like in the tournament. But um, you know they obviously have to shorten things. Um, I, one of the things that they shortened that I felt like you really can't shorten or you shouldn't shorten is the relationship between Yusuke and Genkai, his mentor. And it's just like it's so abbreviated. That whenever he finds out she was murdered, uh, I feel like, you know, it doesn't hit as hard because that that relationship isn't really formed in the in the live action series. However, you know, if you are a fan of the of the anime, you know, kind of what went on and uh, and, you know, that relationship there. So you can kind of make up for it if you've seen everything. But if you're watching it for the first time, you're like, you know, you don't really, you know, see that, you know, connection you know, forged. Um, but overall, I think it's a solid live action film. Uh, I give it a B minus, uh, overall, um, TV series, series, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix series, you know, TV series. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, other than that, I did check out, uh, uh, hunger games, uh, ballad of songbirds and snakes. Jackie really, really wanted to see it. And, uh, we went ahead and rented it because I definitely felt like I didn't want to buy it. And it's supposed to come on Peacock in like a month and a half, like six mm -hmm. weeks. Um, so I was like, ah, you know what? Why not? All right. You know, so you, birthday month. You leave know. a duo that you know is inevitable. Matt renting or buying a movie, it's going to be streaming within a week or two. <laughs> Dude, it, yeah, it may, it may show up streaming in a few days now because I fucking rented it. It's inevitable. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's okay. Uh, you know, it's not a prequel. We heard it's really have. long. It is long. I thought it was going to end way sooner than it did. And I'm like, why is it still going? <laughs> but you've, you've made your point, you know, just end. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, you know, we'll see if there's another Hunger Games movie out of it. I doubt it. But, you know, if it makes money, uh, Hollywood will find a way to replicate it. Um, other than that, I did uh, rent a Darren Aronofsky film uh, called Mother, 
Um, I had come aware of this film through TikTok, um, seeing a very disturbing ending. Uh, and then showed Jackie the trailer. Like, you ever seen a Darren? We were trying to figure out what to watch last night. And I was like, hey, you ever seen an Aronofsky film? And she's like, no, I haven't. And I was like, well, you know, let me play you the trailer for Requiem for a Dream. You know, something fucked up, you know. <laughs> and so uh, she's like, ah, I don't know. I can't get, really get behind that one. And I was like, well, OK, what about Mother? And so she's like, oh, that looks terrifying. Yeah, let's watch it. And it's just, you know, it's like watching a nightmare, really. Well, it's only accessible uh, film really is The Fountain. The Fountain's really the only accessible film. Maybe The Wrestler. The wrestler, I think you can. Well, if yeah, well, if you like that genre, yeah, yeah if if you're a fan of of wrestling, then yeah, yeah, that's that's an accessible one. But I think the only one that's uh, you know probably available to everybody. Your point, um, you know, the fountain. But yeah, uh, it stars Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Javier Bardem, and Jennifer. Uh, it said brief nudity and i didn't realize it was the brief nudity was jennifer lawrence she's got like a see-through dress on and stuff right at the beginning like the credits end the movie starts she gets out of bed and she's in a freaking see-through dress looking for javier uh who plays her husband in the film uh she's barefoot in the entire film uh the movie is such a mind fuck that she had to take a whole year off of acting after she filmed it she's like i i just can't this film was just too taxing uh too you know heavy on my mind and she didn't go back to acting until a, a whole year later um and it's it's a creepy ass film uh so you can definitely gather that after you watch it if you watch it no, so not interested <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know if i'd uh if i'd ever watch it again um yeah, it's definitely one of those if you can rent it or you know for cheap or it's streaming, uh, definitely take advantage of it and uh, check it out then, um, just to say you've watched it because it's uh, yeah, it's pretty disturbing, man. Mm. I don't know. Um, other than that, uh, I want to say that might have been everything that I checked out this week. You know, speaking of franchises like The Hunger Games, it need to let go you, know, you see they're going to make another jurassic park jurassic world movie yeah i saw that like they're bringing back david co-op to write it who wrote the original films and it's kind of like what more can you really do with those i i enjoy it knowing you're wrong I've, i'm always down for dinosaurs but like i just the gimmick has is kind of up you know it's um i thought the jurassic world sort of reboot slash sequel was a cool idea but I don't know what else you can really do with those movies um, to the point where it becomes a self, um, you know, self parody of it, a self parody. If you do it, keep doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So interesting. I thought that I thought it was interesting. You're making another one. Now, if you really want to blow people's minds, I know he wouldn't do it, but announce that Spielberg's going to come back and direct it. <laughs> Dude. But no, he, he won't. He, he'd probably be like, nah, yeah. I've been there done that, but that would be cool. Um, but you know, anyway, uh, and he could bring back the man that stars in today's film. He could be like the old guy that runs the Jurassic place, you know, since he's like 75 years old now. Um, yeah, maybe he could, but, dude, but that is Harrison Ford who, um, you know, back, uh, almost 30 years, 30 years ago. Yeah. In 1992, uh, 
took over the role of Jack Ryan in the uh, follow-up to the Hunt for Red October, and only because Alec Baldwin was uh, busy doing Broadway plays and decided he did not want to quit the Broadway play to go make a movie, which he has said before he looked back on that, and that was probably a mistake. He realizes that now, that he Mm -hmm. probably should have come back and played Jack Ryan. Not that Baldwin had a bad career or anything, but he realized, like, yeah, I probably should have taken on the role uh and it really should have so, it would have made the the you know the gap in time a whole lot easier right. well yeah because jack ryan this is supposed to be just a few years after the hunt for Red october and jack ryan's supposed to only be in his um you know late 20s early 30s but instead they hired harrison ford who was about 45 48 at the time I think or so was what uh, somewhere between that was he fifty yeah. already? Well, uh, oh well, maybe no, because well, he was Jack like Ryan was in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. So they Jack made Ryan Jack Ryan older, and uh, and that is Patriot Games, which is uh, the the like I said the sequel to the Hunt for October. I don't even know if I call it a sequel. These are just movies that kind of have the same characters. You know, James Earl Jones comes back as Admiral Greer, and he's the only returning character from Hunt for October. Uh, other than Jack Ryan's character, but not the returning actor as uh, as uh, Harrison Ford takes over the role. And um, this is a movie, you know, Tom Clancy uh, did not really have much to do with other than his name being on the screenplay adaption because he wrote the novel because Tom Clancy uh, didn't like the script. And he was, uh, so he's like, you know what? Y'all go make it. I'm not going to be involved with it. But then oh, he wow. came back around for clear and present danger. But uh, from what I've read about Tom Clancy and, and doing some research on this movie is that, uh, you know, God rest his soul. Don't get me wrong. He's one of the great writers of our time. Yeah. But it seemed like he had grumpy old man syndrome quite a bit <laughs> from what I've read about Tom Clancy. He, if he liked it, he was all on board. If he didn't like it, he stayed away from a project with his name on it. But yet yeah. that motherfucker sure going to make his money. He'd sell his books and his names on anything. Um, that's kind of oh, what yeah. I gathered from doing I'll some take research. The royalties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know uh, Ebert Ebert did not uh did not like this film uh, as it uh as it was as a tribute to um Ram, you know Ramsey. Um Clancy. Clancy, yeah. But Siskel liked it. Siskel yeah. liked it. Uh and he he thought it was a great thriller. Uh Siskel thought it was great up until the end. He said it felt like uh like an Indiana Jones chase. Uh, at the end and that it, it transformed it into something else, which well, maybe it did feel a little more indie at the end. Okay. I don't know, but I like well, it. Let's not jump that, but I can kind of agree with that. Um, I know this was a first time watch for you. You had seen the Hunt for October. You'd seen yeah. present danger, but you had to watch Patriot games. And to, uh, to, to summarize this film, basically Jack has uh, left the CIA and he's spending time as a, as a t- teacher at the uh, Naval Academy. And um, so he goes, to London to um, mm-hmm. give a speech there and uh, and for relations with the, the their military there and um, while their site while he's out meeting up with his wife and daughter uh, some of the royal family members are leaving and they're attacked by Irish uh, terrorists and Jack uh, basically saves their lives and shoots one of the Irish terrorists uh, brother and so the brother vows revenge and he manages to mm-hmm. escape which. Uh, you know, um, high military uh, security had a problem with that in this movie. He said that would never happen because they would not have ever moved the person on ground. They mm-hmm. moved him through air to have him protected from attacks like that. Um, but, you know, it's a movie. Got to have a plot, right? Movie. Yeah. Um, so in, it's played by a very young, very good Sean Bean, who's uh, very villainous in this movie. 
as he wants to go after Jack and his family and get revenge for his brother. So it be and once uh, the CIA gets wind that uh, Sean Miller is played is who is Sean Mead's character has escaped, they uh, want to protect Jack, but uh, Jack doesn't. But they also believe that Sean's not going to come to the U.S. Well, they're wrong. He comes to the U.S. and he goes after Jack's family, and basically Jack has to um, survive and and protect his family and fight back at the end and defeat Sean Miller and his bad guys. Um, so yes, I can see. Siskel's point at the ending of this film because I do think that this is a I don't think it's as good as Clear and Present Danger but I do think it's a very tight well done thriller um, I kind of am a sucker for these 80s 90s spy thrillers that are just really kind of simple but have like this sort of not the intensity level that a Mission Impossible film has but they have like a a certain vibe to them if that makes sense you know yeah man um, yeah, I think you watch this film and you're like man Harrison Ford was the fucking man in yeah. early nineties, man. He was one of the best male leading actors, most likely at that time. You know, I, I wasn't paying attention at that time, you know, I, unless it was an Arnold movie, but mm. freaking Harrison was bringing it, man. His, his acting chops are great in this film. Yeah, he's really good he pulls Richard Harrison and he gives him the business. He's <laughs> like, I will make you fucking useless. You'll be able to sell a fucking, you know, toothpick. I don't know. He says something. And, and he's going really, up against you know? one of our great, one of the greatest actors of all time in Richard Harris. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and, and, and Samuel L. Jackson's in the film, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and uh, man, Harrison's great in the film. I, I, I was impressed. Uh, his, he's great. You know, I, I don't know how else to say it. Uh, even Siskel yeah. and Ebert, you know, either way they went, they liked the film. They didn't like the film. They're like, well, Harrison's fucking awesome, yeah. you know. And, and Philip Noyce's direction is um it's something about these old um grown-up thrillers where mm-hmm. the action is shot with a with a wide angle camera so you can see what's going on. Um it's so different from the hyperkinetic action films we get now. Like I enjoy the John Wick films and things like that, but the camera's always moving, there's always a lot of quick edits. Um yeah. you know, you didn't get that with these older thrillers, you know, that are they're like this, they're more uh they're more old fashioned filmmaking, but, but they work, you know, especially if they're well acted and they yeah. have a good script and it helps me have a good bad guy. I mean, does Sean, does as good as Harrison Ford is, I'm going to throw some, some, some uh, props to Sean Bean. I think he's really good for a young actor in this movie. Um, and he, and he, you buy into his rage and his hatred for Jack Ryan wanting revenge on for his brother. Yeah. He's willing to jeopardize his whole team. Uh, the operations that they're involved in just so that he can get a piece of Harrison Ford and just ruin his, you know, connection with everybody uh, that's close mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. And, uh, and the only thing I thought was a bit strange was like, he manages to, and, and, and it's, again, it's, 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 you know, you, you can avoid this cause it's a movie, but like he yeah. escapes, right. And he manages to get into the U S okay. But then he leaves the U.S. again to go training. But then he gets back in the U.S. In Africa. Yeah, yeah. It's like, wait a minute. So he's going. So U.S. military is watching this guy, but yet he's going back and forth. It's like, yeah, they got satellite images, right? And then you know he gets back. He gets to Africa, and and one of his teammates are like, "Hey, by the way, you didn't actually kill Harrison's family, and and Harrison ain't dead." And uh, and he's like, "What? What oh, the bloody hell?" I better go back there and do it myself. And they're like, right. no, please don't. You know, and he just takes off and does it. Yeah, like you got to stay with the cause. And he's like, no, nah, screw that. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck and, uh, you. 
<laughs> it's kind of cool. Like it's so different seeing a movie with Irish terrorists instead of uh, you know, everything is Arabic terrorists or whatever, you know, in a lot of these films, yeah. Islamic terrorists. And um, so it's like, hey, it's a movie that and or Russian terrorists, it's a movie, it's not nuclear Russians, it's not, you know, it's like, whoa, there's yeah. Irish and whiskey and potato loving, you know, Irish fucking taking your country, dude. Right. And then, over, bitch. And, and then there's and there's this huge Irish community in the I mean, I don't know. I know Boston, Massachusetts, and all that, but like they're in Maryland, yeah. right? Is there that big of an Irish community in Maryland that oh yeah, that Jack isn't Ryan goes a, to a bar? Isn't that Jack Notre Ryan Dame? goes to a bar and there's a, is it? Is, yeah, know. and that we're Notre Dame. No, Notre Dame's in no Notre Dame University's in uh, Indiana. Oh, okay. Yeah. Man, there's some Irish Mary's St. Mary's. St. Mary's yeah. is in that's Maryland, a, right? Is that in Maryland? So maybe that's, so. that's an Irish. Yeah. That's an Irish uh, college. So there's some yeah. Irish there. I, I wouldn't say it's prevalent. It's not like right. Hispanics in San Antonio over here. Yeah. But you know, definitely and something then, there. Then the next question is, where do they find this many Irish actors? <laughs> For real, man. Right. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of them. You know, there's a lot. Um, and it ain't Samuel but, Jackson. No, no. Wait, well, yeah, it's no. cool seeing Samuel in this movie in a small role that I like. I kind of like seeing ones, Samuel too. in a, and and it's kind of nice seeing Samuel in a role where he's not Sam, the Samuel we know today. Yeah. He's actually really good when he's more quiet and calm. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I appreciate the Samuel that's all like, say what, motherfucker? Don't get me wrong, but it's kind of cool seeing him in a more of a quiet friendship role. You know, he's Jack's yeah. buddy, military. You know, kind of grounded. Uh, just straight up acting. That's it. Yeah. Not trying to be, you know, his not do his signature thing, but just uh just acting. Yeah. I think you have James Earl Jones is always great in anything he's in as, oh, as yeah, Admiral man, Greer. And you know, Admiral Greer is like Jack's uh his go-to man in the books and everything. And and mm -hmm. and and Sam and and he's fantastic. And it's funny, I actually like the guy who plays Admiral Greer in the Jack Ryan TV show a lot too. He's, he's really good, mm -hmm. but but uh, you know James Earl Jones is is great in this, and he can't he comes back from Clear and Present Danger too. In fact, I think does he did his character die in Clear and Present Danger? I thought so. Yeah, I think he, he does. does. Yeah, he, yeah, he's got to die in Clear and Present Danger. Yeah, and um, you know, and and he's a uh, you know James Earl Jones is one of those guys. It's always a pleasure to see him on screen, and uh, you know, and he uh, even saves you know Jack. They want Jack to come back to the CIA in this movie, and. At first, he turns him down and says, no, I'm enjoying my quiet life. But then when he gets the panic button that Sean's out there hunting his family, he decides to come back. And the uh, the guy who's initially in charge of the operation tells Jack, no, we don't want you back. And he comes in and he goes, oh, so where were you at in this conversation? Oh, telling us why we'd be better off without Jack. Kind of drops a little joke saying, no, you better hire Jack because yeah. I said he can come back. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know? And then even his wife is like, Jack, do whatever the fuck you need to to cut this guy's nuts off. Well, yeah, because it, because his daughter's lying in the hospital fighting for without her, a spleen. Know. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I thought they were gonna die. I thought he was. Yeah. yeah, I was like, man, is he is he gonna lose his his family? Well, what's gonna happen here? <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, and but he but he doesn't. Uh, you know, Sean. Um, I don't know why I said that. Sean Bean, you know, he, this is, I was looking at his career, as IMDb list, you know, he was known for playing bad guys. And this is kind of was the first one where it kind of started, you know, he went on to play bad guys and 
this mm-hmm. and national treasure. And of course, um, I mean, he wasn't a bad guy in Lord of the Rings, but he was a guy who had a, you know, he had some skeletons, skeletons yeah. and things like that. And then, and Sean Bean would joke about it back to the day about how he's a guy always played bad guys who got killed in movies. Um, you know, uh, and lately he's been doing a lot more. I was noticed. I was looking to see where he's been lately. He's doing a lot more TV work and stuff lately. He's been appearing on different TV shows and things like that. So I was like, man, what happened to Sean Bean? The dude was in everything, and now I hardly ever see him anymore. Yeah, um, he was always the dude that died. You know, yeah, all the time. <laughs> all he the died time. in Troy. He died in Lord of the Rings. He died in this. Mm-hmm. He died in Equilibrium. Um, I'm sure there's many more we can think of that he died in. Just Sean Bean, the guy you hire when he dies. Yeah, man. And the scar he has on his face after this movie, he got from this film. When he, he's fighting Harrison Ford in the boat, he caught him with like a hook or something in it on accident. And then, uh, so, oh, oh shit. It, he actually has a scar for a few years after that in feature films he did. Um, you can see it wow. on Sean Bean's face. So let's talk about that like ending. That. I can see, I can see how Siskel said that ending felt a bit Indian Jones. I guess because in the Last Crusade you had the boat chase. Yeah, I think the similarities stop there. But what I do think about the ending is, is that this is a really tight um, thriller, right? And, and yeah. it's it's very focused. And then at the end, uh, Sean, you know, they have the guards protecting the house because Harrison Ford's. Uh, the the royal family wants to come visit Jack in America. The ones mm-hmm. he it was a royal cousin that he saved, and Jack's like, sure, I'd love to have you in my home. So they come to visit the home, and of course, there's military guards outside watching the yeah. house, and, and the power goes out. And but Jack realizes the power still on the boathouse, so he knows something's wrong. They can't get a hold of the military, and Sean Sean Miller and his men attack the family at the house. So there it goes from being a tight focus thriller to kind of a chase movie at the end and does feel a little rushed in the last 10 minutes. So I can see why Cisco would argue that um, it almost felt like, I think it might have worked better is if you had Jack come around to his military training skills that we saw at the beginning of the film and maybe mm-hmm. had him pick off the bad guys one by one, almost diehard style and then have a one-on-one with Sean Miller. You know, maybe that would have worked better, kept it more tight than becoming so. a chase movie at the end. Because they had this big chase on the boat. It's real dark. You can't really see him fighting Sean on the you boat. You really can't, man. I had to no. turn my lights off and make and, sure. That yeah, then all of a sudden, he kind of gets the better of Sean, and he he manages to drop him onto a hook anchor and stab him through the chest. And you're like, oh, well, that's the last of Sean Miller. Then he has mm-hmm. to jump off the boat before it explodes in the rocks. You know, um, So it does become kind of the action. Uh, but – was that also a product of the times you know movies would do that like hey let's have the big action sequence at the end of the film not like movies now you'll spend money throughout the film and now you gotta entertain an audience for two hours so you'll have action throughout the movie you know yeah. back then it was a different maybe type of filmmaking yeah man it's just harrison ford you know in the 70s get off my ship you know in the 90s it was get off my plane get off my boat you know just get off my, you know, get off this, get off that, you know, it's all, it's all good. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, um, so you're, so your first time watching it though. So, uh, but I, I know you usually appreciate movies like this. Good solid yeah. action thrillers. Yeah. We, we've all, you know, watched movies around this era and there's definitely a style that works. And, and when you find something that works, you just find a way to put a new spin on it. We've seen it with Die Hard. Uh, you know, we've, we've seen it uh, with 
you know, any film that, that, you know, broke the, the mold. And, you know, now it's, you know, find a magical child and a, and an adult, you know, or a special child and an adult. Now that, that's, that's the key. Um, so, you know, every era has that, um, right. that formula. And uh, this is definitely one of those movies uh, as that involves terrorist and um, yeah. secret, secret service or um, CIA. Uh, it definitely has uh, a repetitive uh, style that we've seen before, but with Harrison Ford in it and Harrison uh, does a great job. Sean Bean, like you said, good villain. Um, mm -hmm. He, you know, and then they, his lawyer tries to make it, like he's he was trying to actually help at the time right. like what how yeah, do you know he was like, a bad what? guy yeah and harrison's oh. like with a ski mask right. you idiots yeah and, and the you know and the film was successful and and the, to, that did get the sequel made and philip noise came back to direct clear and present danger yeah and then uh after that they were going to make the next one but then harrison ford kind of wanted to take a break he didn't want to do it you know he had done star wars and Indiana jones he didn't really want to get caught in another franchise and then when talk was coming around about them doing um the next film years later uh of course 9 11 happened so they never did make red rabbit which would have been the next film in the series where jack ryan becomes president and they end up doing the prequel instead that started Ben Affleck. Uh, yeah. but, you know, then we had another prequel with Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit where he gets recruited in the CIA by Kevin Costner. Um, so there's been several Jack Ryan films over the years. And then the Jack Ryan TV series, it's on Amazon Prime now with uh, Joseph Straczynski. Uh, um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, and I imagine we'll get more Jack Ryan in the future. Uh, you know, it's a franchise that uh, is very popular and may not go anywhere. We'll have another reboot one day, you know, with another actor. Yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll figure out uh, who to reboot it with and but probably have uh, whoever played Jack Ryan in, in, in one of the films be a uh, CIA director or something. Yeah, but Harrison's my favorite. I mean, Harrison's one of my favorite actors of all time, so he's my favorite Jack Ryan. Yeah, man, he's he's good. I mean, he he really, you know, it's a good thing that he was discovered as a uh, stagehand in, in Star Wars. It's like, who, who would have known what would have happened if uh, we never got him as Han Solo? Oh, was it Star Wars? No, I thought it was because um, he had already done American Graffiti with Lucas. I thought that's where he was a stagehand. Oh, and maybe Lucas that's where he was a stagehand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he had, uh, yeah, the actor had called in sick or something and they yeah. just needed him to read lines and he read the lines. And so they he could like, read oh, the lines and drive a car and Harrison good. was old enough to drive a car. That's what it was. Yeah. Graffiti. That's right. Because a lot of the young actors couldn't drive cars. And Harrison was like, well, I know how to drive a car. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah that's it. I remember this too. Um, but yeah, man, Patriot Games. Good film. The All the Jack Ryan movies are on, on Max if you haven't seen them. Um, so they're all available. And uh, I've, I've seen them all. It's something I enjoy. About all of them, really. You know, so they're good movies. Uh, if you want to see the Baltimore Ravens, who are going to be um, in the AFC Championship game this weekend, if you want to see their stadium get blown up, watch some of all fears. <laughs> yeah. if i remember right that's the stadium that gets blown up in that film if i, I remember so. correctly um so next week we're going to shift genres um from espionage thrillers to a western um have you seen this movie matt magnificent seven no no silverado silverado no so you do three straight weeks of first time watches for you. Yeah, dude, so, you've been you've been picking them, man. So, uh, so this is a we are doing next week the the western film Silverado.
be dead. You can't be that good. Let's get out! This is a crazy town, isn't it? I think we ought to just get out of here. No, no, this is your horse. Can't you see this horse loves me? Making a big mistake. That's what I told him. If I brought a pretty lady like that into a place like this, I'd stay close. I think you got a point, Emmett. Maybe I better stay here with her. Well, we're gonna give you a fair trial, followed by a first-class hanging. I had enough of what ain't right. Some people think they can push you around, but it's only true if you let it be. I don't want you to get hurt. You want one of these? This ought to do. Let's get out! Hanging around with you is no picnic. This was a movie that was supposed to be Hollywood's return to the westerns, um, you know, after the Eastwood era had come and gone. And uh, yeah, and Kevin Klein, Kevin Costner, Jeff Goldblum. This movie had a fucking cast, right? Directed by Lawrence Kasdan, who of course you know worked on the Star Wars films. Um, mm-hmm. But the movie came twenty nine million dollar budget, only made thirty two million. It ended up, it ended with a dud, but it found a home through home video, Saturday matinees. Um, now years later, streaming services. And it's a shame because it's a good film. It's it's a fun movie. It's very different than the gritty spaghetti westerns. You know, it's more of a uh, it's more of a Hollywood western. If okay. that makes makes sense, and and it's a fun movie. Um, a very young Kevin Costner in this, who's uh, kind of different in this. I mean, he's a small part in it, but uh, and and this is the movie that with Costner, you know, grew up watching westerns, and he finally got to make one when he was young. And of course, we know he's gone on to make a few since then. Um, but this was, um, this was a big, was a big film when it came out. It was supposed to be, it just did not make the money they wanted to. So, uh, ah. it's on Netflix right now and, uh, it's, it's a good fun movie to watch. And so next week we're going to talk Silverado and I think you'll enjoy this one too, Matt, and, uh, have fun watching it. Yeah, but, man. Uh, that sounds like fun. But until like then, Western. yeah, the rebel radio podcast.com for all your rubber radio needs as we continue on our 10th anniversary year of the show. And um, as we m- march towards May, when the official 10th, 10th anniversary occurs, but uh, until then check out the website and all our apps. And uh, until then, this has been Mark. This has been Matt. And I realized I just said until then, like three times in one minute, but remember <laughs> as always, just go there and, do, go it. There and do it. Go there and do it.